Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. But my name is Jeannie Stevens, and uh, I just have one of the most humbling privileges of uh, being one of the founding lead pastors here. And we're a community uh, of people that's all about leading people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. And that really is, that is our mission, but that is our, our hope today, that you would have an undeniable encounter with Jesus and that it would transform your life. And, you know, there's just so much that I love about this place, so much that I love about this community. But perhaps one of the things that always stands out to me is the radical generosity that just permeates through this place. Um, And I don't want to give away all that's going to happen today, but you are here on a really amazing day. You picked a good day <laughs> to either tune in online or to come to Soul City because we're going to see some crazy powerful uh, movement of God kind of things today. And, and you're going to see what happens when the people of God use their gifts from God and, and they choose to be generous. You know, and each time that we, we gather, what we're doing is, is we're really, we're practicing Generosity, just like we practice worshiping God, we practice prayer, we practice generosity because it grows our gratitude. You know, giving money isn't what makes you generous. Giving from a grateful heart is what makes you generous. And you can give money and not even be grateful, but the practice of of trusting God with what he's entrusted to you, that's what grows your generosity. And as many of, of you know, we are in a season here at Soul City where we are really leaning in, leaning in with so much dependence, so much faith. And I just want to say to those of you uh, that are committed to growing your gratitude through generosity here, thank you. Thank you. I pray that it's transforming you, but what I want you to know is it's transforming Soul City. It's transforming what God is doing in and through this place. So we're going to take a moment to practice our generosity. Our host team is going to come. We're going to actually pass our fancy uh, plastic buckets. Most of you, you do this online. And honestly, it's how we do it. And and it really helps Soul City when you do that uh, because it helps us be consistent and generous ourselves. Um, But we're going to practice generosity here right now. Well, you know, this past week, uh, I got together with a small group of people that I was in, a small group that I was in pre-COVID. In fact, the last time that we were physically together was March 13th. 2020. You remember that week? (laughs) It's seared on your mind, isn't it? The week the world shut down, right? And this group that I was in, we've seen one another on Zoom and we've caught up here and there, but our group has not been physically together for two and a half years. And it was really fun to be together and we each took a turn to, to share about all that's changed in our lives over the last season. We talked about our highs and our lows. Uh, we talked about everything that's uh, different now, like where we live, what we do, what's different in our relationships. And, and after each person kind of did their check-in, um, they then picked someone else to go to kind of share their check-in. 
And one of the people in the group, uh, after they were picked, they said, oh, thank you for picking me. Because my biggest fear as I was growing up is that I would be the last one chosen. And we all kind of chuckled and and then confessed to having similar feelings growing up. And and you remember that feeling, don't you? You know, like when when you're on uh, on recess, right, and an impromptu game starts and teams begin to form, you don't want to be the last one picked, right? When a friend says that they're having a birthday party, you want to be asked to the party. You want to be wanted, And so do I. And this is one of the core realities that every human on the planet shares. Everybody wants to be wanted. Everybody. Everybody wants to be wanted. Listen, if you were on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you want them to hand you the rose, don't you? Right? (laughs) You want to be picked for a job. You want to be recognized for your achievements. We all want to be wanted because we all have wants. Listen, I I bet most of you have a bunch of wants in your Amazon cart right now. There's a wish list right now. There are things that you want. In February, we are all going to want to live somewhere else, right? But more than anything, more than anything on a wish list, Researchers have concluded that the single greatest desire of each person is to be wanted by someone else. Everybody wants to be wanted. And you know, Jesus knows this about us. And all throughout the four gospels, we see moment after moment, people bringing what they want to Jesus and Jesus meeting their wants with what they most need. There's so many stories I could walk us through today where this happens, but I want to look at a moment that's recorded in the Gospel of Mark. Most of the time, I teach from the NIV uh, because it's the one that we actually have here at Soul City, but I want to share it with you from the message version today. So we're going to actually have it up on the screen for you, and it's found in Mark 10, starting at verse 13, and this is what it says. It says, the people brought children to Jesus hoping he might touch them. Now, right away, we see there are some people who want something from Jesus, right? They want Jesus to bless their children. They want Jesus to do what he's been doing. They want him to kind of sprinkle all that Messiah stuff over their kids, right? And when it says they wanted Jesus to touch them, it's just another way of saying they wanted Jesus to bless them. And this is so normal for any parent. They want the very best for their kids. But but this moment totally annoyed the disciples. In fact, it literally says that the disciples just started to shoo them away. They shooed them off. Essentially, they were like, Jesus, here's the thing, okay? We are on a tight press tour. You don't have time to be shaking hands and holding babies. And let's be honest, what can any of these kids give to you anyways? And I love Jesus's response, right? It it says, but Jesus was irate. He was irate and he let them know it. (laughs) He says, don't push these children away. 
don't ever get between them and me. These children are at the very center of life in the kingdom. Jesus makes it clear. He makes it clear to the disciples that the thing that they want is actually not what they need. He redefines what is most important. He says, these children, these children right here, they're at the center of life in my kingdom. Jesus creates a turning point moment for everyone gathered and he helps them see a fundamental truth that often what we think we want from Jesus is not what we need from Jesus. And he goes on to say, mark this, mark this. Unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you're never going to get in. Then gathering the children up in his arms, he laid his hands of blessing on them. Now, Jesus does actually the thing that they want. Remember, the people were there. They were pushing through the crowd with their kids, hoping Jesus would bless them, right? He does it. He lays his hands of blessing on them. But at that moment, he shows them the thing that they most want is not what they actually need. And I love, I love that Jesus chose children, children to redefine everything about what God's kingdom looks like. He says it looks like the simplicity of a child. And when you align your wants with what God wants, that's when you actually get what you most need. And here, here's what's true about life in God's kingdom. What we most need is what God most wants. What you and I most need is what God most wants. And this has been true over and over and over again in my life. And it's been true over and over and over again in this church. You know, a few weeks from now, we're actually going to celebrate 12 years of God's faithfulness here at Soul City Church. It's hard to believe. And when we first started the church, we knew, we knew that we wanted to be about building God's kingdom not just here at Soul City, not just here in the city of Chicago, but around the world. And at the time, our dear friend Michael was on the World Vision team. Uh, and as I was connecting with him over coffee one day and, and just kind of asking him, okay, what could our partnership look like with World Vision, he said, you know, one of the things that we are doing is we're getting people to run the Chicago Marathon to bring clean water around the world. And he said, it's really great when churches do it together, and it's even better when their pastor leads the way. (laughs) And I said, that sounds like a great idea. Jarrett would love to do that. (laughs) So no joke, I signed Jarrett up for the Chicago Marathon without telling him. Now, we've been married for like 
26 years, I would not recommend this kind of decision-making in a marriage um, because it ended up totally backfiring on me and I then had to run the Chicago Marathon the following year. And I was not a runner. But I trained and I worked hard and I pushed through all of the pain and I will never forget, I got to the night before the race uh, and I was so nervous. I mean, I was beyond nervous. And they told us that you should like write your name on your shirt or iron on some letters, you know, from where you're running from. And so I, I got my special letters and I've got the ironing board and I start ironing on my letters. And this is my jersey from the Chicago Marathon. This is a picture of it. I was so scared and so nervous. I ironed my letters on backwards. But I did it. (laughs) I ran the Chicago Marathon, and Jarrett ran the Chicago Marathon, and we finished the marathon. We don't talk about our times, but we finished the marathon. And here's what's so cool. Here's what's so cool. No, believe me, it does not deserve applause. Um, Over the last 12 years... As a church, 638 people from this church have now run the Chicago Marathon with Soul City and World Vision. But what's really amazing, and so many of them were out just last weekend running. Here's what's so amazing. Over $700,000 has been raised to bring clean water to 14,160 kids. It's amazing what God has done. And you know, every one of those people, they made a choice. They released what they most wanted for the sake of what someone else most needed. They made a choice. They made a choice. And what I've come to realize is that the choices you make are what make you. The choices you make in this life are what make you. Your choices will tell the story of your life one day. In many ways, your choices are the hinges of your destiny. Some researchers suggest that on an average, you make about 35,000 choices per day. That's a lot of choosing. And every one of those choices are what make you you. And over and over again, the choices that we have made as a church to partner with World Vision have led us closer to being the kind of church that hopefully looks like God's kingdom, the way Jesus describes it in Mark 13. And yet we all know, we all know that there are still so many that live in this world within circumstances that look like they have no choice. You know, back in February of 2019, as a church, we began to pray and dream with our friends at World Vision about a whole new way to see the kingdom of God, like Jesus describes, become a reality. And we began to pray about what Jesus reveals in this passage, that the kingdom of God is like the simplicity of children. And we started to imagine, what might it look like if we could actually create a way to put the power and the dignity and the choice for change back into the hands of the child. We wanted to figure out if we could actually 
reverse sponsorship, sponsorship, where the child chooses the sponsor. And you know, child sponsorship is a beautiful program. It's been around for 70 years, but what we were trying to do had never been done before. And honestly, it felt like it was one of those, there is no way this is going to happen. But what happened in our church in February of 2019, I can only describe as a holy experience that shifted me as a pastor and shifted our church like never before. We went into that first chosen Sunday and said, you know, Let's just see if like 250 people say yes to a child on the other side of the world from this village in Mawala, Kenya to choose their sponsor. And so after the service, we invited people to to go and get their picture taken. And when we saw that well over 400 people, 400 people chose to step up to be chosen, I knew, I knew something was different. I knew that this had touched something deep in the hearts of people. And I believe what happened that Sunday and then the following Sunday as a couple hundred more stepped up to be chosen to the point where we had over 630 people in our church being chosen. What we experienced is the heart of the gospel. Because you know the heart of the gospel It's that God so loved that he gave. God so loved that he chose us and then invites us to do the same, to choose. And the people of Soul City Church were experiencing like never before what it was like to be chosen in the most heavenly way. Chosen by children that sleep on dirt floors. Chosen by children that often wonder where their next meal is coming from. Chosen by children that literally walk miles just to get clean water. They were being chosen by those children. And not only was it beautiful to see children make that choice, it was life-altering experience for the families that were being chosen. And the reason I know that is because it was life-altering for me and my family. You know, as a family, we've sponsored kids for uh, almost 20 years now, and, and we've loved doing it. But having a child choose us was so humbling and so spiritually transforming for our family and the people of this church. And this is Mongeli Kasulu. She chose me. And she chose our family. And not only did I get to be there when she chose us, I was able to then bring my family to Kenya to meet her and her family. And what I didn't realize was happening back in February of 2019 was a miracle was being birthed here. In Soul City, it started with you. It started with your simple yes. So I just want you to see all that God has done through your yes over the last three years. All that God has done 
and all that has happened along the way. So I want to introduce you to my friend Rusty Funk, who's a part of the World Vision team, to come and share with you how God has used your yes around the world. Will you help me welcome Rusty? Thank you, Jeannie, and uh, Soul City, whether you're here in person or online, before I take one minute of your time, allow me as a staff member of World Vision to personally thank you. Thank you for the movement that was sparked here in this building three years ago. That movement turned our world and our infrastructure inside out, upside down, and in doing so, also our hearts. It changed us. I could be so bold to say it wrecked us in all the good ways, and this movement of Chosen sustained us in all the necessary ways the last three years. So thank you. And Jeannie, thank you for that word and your framing of this in such a strong biblical context. And I was especially drawn to that line. Personally, you, personally, I was drawn to that line where you said our choices will tell the story of our lives someday. And that got me. And as I build on that here today, I would venture to say something bold, that we also don't know when God will choose to take our choices, to take our small yeses, and change a generation. I'm going to say that one more time. We never know when God will take our choices, our small yeses, and change an entire generation. I don't speak with an ounce of hype or hyperbole when I say that. Because again, like Jeannie said, three years ago, 600 people said yes in this room. There's something that had never been done before, a risky thing. A few months later, the pandemic threatened to take it away. But here I am to give you testimony of what God sustained through us. Over the last three years, that small yes that happened in this building here in Chicago went around the world, over 42 different countries. 600 different churches have now hosted a choosing event, resulting in 1,000 choosing parties around the world, 1,023 choosing parties for the most vulnerable kids in the world, resulting in, uh, praise God for this number, 67,310 kids got to choose their sponsors the last three years because of what this church has done. A spark that even the pandemic couldn't quench. I'll say it again. You never know when God is going to take your small yes, our small choice, and change an entire generation. And God has blessed me in so many ways to see testimony of that in the form of relationship and story. And, and I only have time for one story, so I had to choose one story to end my time with you today. And it's the story of my friend Julian. My bride and I first sponsored Julian back in 2013, and a few months after sponsoring her, I got to go visit her. This is Julian. She's the cutie with the sticker on her forehead right there. That's her mother to her left and her baby brother. I was sitting there in Julian's 10 by 10 mud hut, getting to know her, and I asked what turned out to be a very dumb question. With good intentions, I asked her how she liked school. And y'all immediately that smile of that six-year-old beautiful girl turned to embarrassment. She had deflected to her mom, and her mom gave me those mama eyes. Like, <laughs> Luckily, she had grace on me and explained to me why that was not the wisest question to ask Julian. She explained to me that she, her mom, and Julian, and baby brother, each day had to walk four miles to go get dirty water, four miles back twice a day. Dangerous, especially for women and children, if you know what I mean. Not only that, but that water is slowly killing them. Evidenced by 50% child mortality rate in their village. Evidenced by a lot of kids having webbed fingers. You'll never see Julian in a picture without her embarrassed and covering her webbed fingers. <laughs> Go to school. Julian's family had to struggle to survive every day. Y'all, over the next few years, I got to see it. 
I got to see God start to change a generation through my wife and I's small yes and the other yeses in that community. Check this out. Two years after I started sponsoring Julian, World Vision puts this water project 95 yards from her house, clean, fresh water, 95 yards from her house. If you know anything about global development, water changes everything. Water changes everything. A few highlights, if you will allow me. For the first time in her life, Julian gets to go to school. First time in her life, she gets to go to school. Julian, her mom, and her whole community get to start learning about disease prevention, hygiene, fresh water. Without water, you can't prevent diseases. Who knew five years later that well was going to be the reason why they got through COVID? Another testimony. We always forget about the mamas and the parents. But imagine Julian's mom for the first time in her life, now not having to spend her whole day walking for water and looking for food, empowered to go get a job and earn a living for her babies. I'll say it one more time. You never know when. God will take those small yeses. Take your small choice and use it to change an entire generation. I got to go back a few years after sponsoring Julian and meet her again, six years later. Do you see it in her eyes? And now I'm sitting in the same house, but Julian's now telling me how she's first in her class at school. How she wants to be a doctor when she grows up. And after that, she goes on this lineage of, I'm going to go get this loan. I've never seen a 12-year-old have actual plans to go to college and get her doctorate. Her mom's telling me about her job. And it strikes me right now as I look back at this picture right here in front of me. That Julian, her babies, her children will never have to walk for clean water. They will never have to not go to school just because they're a girl. They'll never have to wonder about where their food is coming from. They'll never be prevented from getting a job and earning a living. That generation of hardship and poverty that has impacted her mother, her grandmother, her great-grandmother, and her lineage before her ends with her. And I know I said this, I'll say this one last time, but now it's really one last time. You never know when God's going to take your small yes and change an entire generation with it. And I know you hear that and believe that, but I need you to see that, Soul City. I need you to see how God is using your yes to change thousands of kids' lives around the world. We want to do something that has never been done before. I felt God prompting us to step in deeper to relationship with a village in Kenya called Mawala. Instead of you just walking out into the lobby today and seeing hundreds of pictures of children and then you going up and choosing which child it is that you want to sponsor, they're going to see you and they're going to choose to step into a relationship with one of you. There are roughly 1,000 kids in Moala right now who are waiting to be sponsored. I just want to say to you today, there is a child in Kenya that is waiting to choose you.
choice has always been in the sponsor choosing the child. And for the first time last week, this little ragtag group of people in the middle of downtown Chicago reversed that whole thing. As you put the empowerment and the dignity and the decision and the choice into the hands of a child. Thank you for loving these children. Thank you for letting them choose you. Seven thousand children. Sixty-seven thousand children. This is who you are, Soul City. This is what you did. And I believe with all my heart, God is inviting us into more. From that moment three years ago when this church stepped up to sponsor over 630 kids, you know, there have been another 575 more children in Mawala, Kenya, waiting to be chosen waiting for the opportunity to see your picture, to choose you to be their sponsor. And I know so much has changed. I know so many of you are new to Soul City. You, you weren't here when we first reversed sponsorship, but here's what I know. You're here today. You're here today. If you're worshiping with us online, you're here today. Um, and we know, we, we are confident we are confident that those 575 children are going to be given the opportunity to choose. You know, this weekend, we've partnered with two other churches uh, to make sure that not a single child in Mawala, Kenya, is waiting anymore to choose a sponsor. And sponsorship is it's $39 $39 a month, that's what the commitment is. It's less than $10 a week. It's giving up two drinks at Starbucks each week. It's giving up that streaming service that you didn't even realize you're paying for. It's aligning what you want with what God wants and seeing the needs met in a child's life. And you, you may have heard that, that as a church, we are walking through a season where we are deepening our dependence on God, especially financially. But we are committed. We are committed to living out our mission locally and globally as a church. So, so I want to show you exactly how you can do this. It, it's so simple. All you have to do, everybody can take out their cell phone. You can take out your cell phone right now. And all you have to do is text the word Soul City to 56170. Soul City to 56170. If you're watching online, you can do the same thing. That's Soul City to 56170. Um, and and it's, it's that 
simple. Once you text that in, in about five to 10 seconds, you're gonna get a bounce back with a link inside of it. You can fill out your personal information on that form and, and, and you're gonna have a question that pops up that asks you how many children do you want to choose? You. And some of you were here, um, you know, three years ago. And, and you know that God is inviting you to, to have another child choose you. Some of you know that you can do more than one child. You can have a child choose each member of your family. If you or your family wants to sponsor more than one child, just select how many uh, children you want to choose you. We're going to print out that many pictures. Um, and, and in fact, last night we were sitting around our, our dinner table and and both of my kids, uh, they're 14 and 17, and, and both of my kids decided that they want a child to choose them. And then what's going to happen is, is as soon as we're done here, you're going to go out into the lobby and you're going to get your picture taken. It's going to be the best picture of you that's ever taken. <laughs> and in about four hours, I'm jumping on a plane to take your picture to Moala, Kenya. But here's what's really cool. This time I'm not going alone. Soul City, you get to go with me. You know, the last time I was the only one that, that went and I knew I needed to bring a few of you with me to see what God is doing in Moala, Kenya and, and to meet the children that chose you. So, so I asked World Vision if we could bring along a few people. And so Madeline Holler, who leads our Love Works ministry, is going with us and she gets to meet Matuku. Look at this sweet little guy. She gets to meet him. Zoe Squire, who's on our prayer team, queen of the front row. She's going to meet Mary. And this is what's so cool. Jay Fort, who is also on our prayer team, and he wasn't around here three years ago. He's going to jump on the plane today, and he's going to be chosen in real life. They're not going to see his picture. They're going to see his real face. And listen, I asked if we could rent a whole plane to go to Moala, Kenya, but they put a few limits on me. But we are taking every one of your pictures with us later today. And they're going to be displayed at a, a choosing party in Moala, Kenya this Wednesday. If you're joining us online, all the instructions for how you can upload your photo and your picture can be at that choosing party. And those children are going to walk in and they're going to see you. They're going to see your face. And here's what I want to ask you to do. Come back next Sunday. Come back next Sunday because we're going to take a plane back so that we can bring those pictures back to you so that you can see the children that chose you. And not only are you going to see a picture of them choosing you, each one of them is going to write you a little note. And sometimes they're really funny, sometimes they're deep, but they're always meaningful. And that child is going to start that relationship with you. And all of our chosen envelopes are going to be here at, at the church. And, and in those envelopes, you will see the child that chooses you. And so what I said to you three years ago is the same thing that I say to you today. There is a child 
in Mawala, Kenya, waiting to choose you. Waiting to choose you. Will you let them choose you? Jesus, thank you. Thank you for how you have shown us what your kingdom is all about. And thank you for showing us through children. And God, thank you that you have chosen us and that you invite us into the same miracle of being chosen. We love you, God. We pray this in your name. Amen.